thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Hot mics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two mm. hot mics. Two hot dudes. Probably lots of infinite cool hot beer. takes. Hot mics, hot dudes, cold beer. Yeah. I actually have a, I have a room temperature beer. Um, please, <laughs> please respect my choices. <laughs> Technically, it's room temperature. My, and, uh, yeah. my, body, <laughs> my body, my choice. <laughs> bro uh yeah well i guess let's get into it this is the brew and view podcast yeah you um luckily your initials are on your shirt so i won't forget you're mr brad (laughs) yes i do i bedazzle my shirts my hoodies i do that and you as always are andrew Mm -hmm. you have nine inch nails which is talking about either your nether regions yeah or your musical choices yeah yeah nails not males (laughs) <laughs> nine inch males <laughs> the other night i and it was so stupid it was so stupid we were, mm-hmm. we were recording uh span of white and it, um unfortunately if you hear oh, this sure it was and stupid. if you hear that i'm going to uh i'll repeat myself but like for some reason i never put together um uh, fidget spinners with mm-hmm. midget spinners like how <laughs> different like midget tossing that. Right. And of course, like we go on the web and we're, we're looking around and we find, you know, oh. there's many, many, many memes of midget, midget spinners. But midget spinners is funny. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> be remiss if I didn't mention that I found yes. it funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyways, yes. How are you? I am doing well. I am. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. That is not politically correct. Um, I hope you know if you ever even think about running for office i'm gonna play this tape good i hope you do yeah i hope you do because i'm going i'm I'm gonna be on an all midget platform it's gonna be just (laughs) i'm here to lift you guys up (laughs) it's not gonna be a very tall platform yeah so (laughs) anyways um uh so Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. uh uh, well, listen, we're going to be drinking beers and talking movies and other stuff, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. tonight. So, uh, yeah. speaking of beers, what do you have? I'm enjoying the Dean. It is a barrel-aged quad from Urban South. All right. Uh, it's aged in sherry and bourbon barrels. Mm-hmm. Have you ever... I've, I don't think I've ever had sherry. I don't think I have either. Not the drink. Sherry's like a after dinner, like technically an after yeah, dinner. Yeah, it's drink, like right? a, yeah, I think so. Like a dessert drink. They had it on Fraser, so it's it's classic. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, conditioned with dark Belgian candy sugar. Um, really good. So on the on the front is very like fig, um, sugary sweetness, uh, right? And then it it finishes with that um. That nice like bourbon finish. Okay. Uh, just really well made. I don't. I don't have like too much to say about it other than I really like it. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it was uh, one of the uh, beer I talked about it a while ago, but um, it was part of a pack of three that you had to like pre-reserve. Um, mm-hmm. That was the first time I did anything like that. I'm drinking it out of my glass. That mm-hmm. I got with the reservation. It's super fancy, very high class. Yeah, uh, it looks good. Yeah. Um, do you, does that does the um, the gold like thing around the top? Does that do? Is is it that supposed to do anything? I think it's because decorative. Of... But okay. me, I'm, well, I don't know. I yeah, guess it... for Stella Artois, it makes it easier to cut the head off. Yeah, maybe. I mean this. Um, the beers that have been in this series so far, I've had two of the three, and they yeah. don't really not very heady beers. Yeah, oh, no, I'm just one of them. I did not review it on this show, but since since it's been mentioned, uh, was a tequila aged uh, Gosa. Really, now, that was very good. I am a fan of tequila. I don't drink it very much. Um, I'm a fan of good tequila. Right? Yeah. Bad yeah, I definitely like, am not interested in uh, doing, you know, shots of Sousa. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like I. That's one of those um, liquors that are that has the the diversity. Like a mm-hmm. vodka, obviously. I mean, that's the running joke where you can't tell the difference between one or the other. Yeah. Or like even a gin, like a like you may it one's probably smoother than another. Yeah. But like I. Uh, there's nothing better than a really good tequila. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than a really bad tequila. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, I mean, 
a lot of them. I don't know why, but it is just like, of course, bad liquor. Not, you know, we've all had it, but bad tequila is just like another level. A new yeah. low. New low. Yeah. No way. New low way. way. Yeah, it is the low way. <laughs> well, tequila. No, thanks. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that was really good. I've only had a couple of tequila barrel aged beers. Um, but at this point, the track record that I have with trying them, anytime I do see one, which is unfortunately few and far between, I will get it. Okay. Yeah, that I've never had any of that. Yeah. So that sounds interesting. I wonder wonder how that all goes together. Yeah. But that uh, that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh you've been hitting the like heavy percentages at last Yeah, you weeks. know, it's been it's winter in New Orleans. You gotta keep mm-hmm. warm somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh I have, I guess. I I mean not I guess, you're right, but I don't know what it is. I just um this was uh it specifically said and I, I kept it in the photograph, had a tag to um yeah. enjoy honor after Thanksgiving. Um and then I just got that bourbon stout wheat wine ale and I was excited to try that. So Yeah. A couple of heavy that, beers. That's it that looks like one of those beers that um would age well. Like one of you know, if you put back in your cellar and Yeah, I would love to if I could um, I don't think they have them anymore, but I would definitely buy another one of these. This is a, it's a excellent beer, really well made. Um, like I said, I, it just, I don't have too many descriptors for it. It's exactly what it says it is. Just um, the sweet and bourbony. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I'm looking for. It's great. Mm. You know, if we ever get back together again, mm-hmm. you and I, like in person, when? Not well, when? Um, um, see you in Houston. Matt really, uh, uh, I don't know if he's told you this. Probably not, because he's, I don't know, because he's him. Um, whatever that means, I don't. I'm not even sure. <laughs> but he's definitely told me a couple. He's made mention to me on more than one occasion. He's like, we gotta, we gotta go visit those guys. He had, a, oh, he had a blast. Be, yeah. Oh, good. He I'm had so he much fun when he visited you guys. Well, good. Yeah. yeah. We spent a lot of time down here in this basement. So yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, we can make a whole, you know, come up during the summer when it's hot in the tub, um, <laughs> and you know, bring bring your fam up, and we'll be yeah, we'll be all right. It actually, funny enough, is whoa, <laughs> what happened there? Um, I don't know what just happened. Did you were you able? To... <laughs> oh man, um, go. All right, well, a lot just happened right there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so did you lose power? No, no. I didn't realize the kitchen light was on and I didn't turn the office light on. So when OT left the room, she turned the kitchen light off. And, uh, at that same time, I don't think one has anything to do with the other, but my picture froze. (laughs) So I could see, I could see you. And then with FaceTime, I'm in the, the corner there. Yeah. I could see you, and I could see me looking in the in the wrong direction. Like, no, I'm looking at the camera. So that was that was a lot. Now we got it figured out. Yeah, yeah. It was just that that was weird. Um, it all it all happened so fast, and now your video's paused. 
Yes. Uh, uh, am I good now? Yes. Yeah. All right. For some reason, Holy that kicked me off. Cannoli. Uh, so yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, me, I am having a Racer Five, Racer Five IPA from Bear Republic Brewing Company, or uh, which yes. is in <clears throat> uh, Heldsburg, Heldsburg, California. Uh, this kind of it's. Mm, I was gonna say it, it is. It feels a little uh, newing or uh, really. I, I another an, another day. I may drink this. I may not like it as much as I did tonight. But okay. for some reason, my palate was in the right spot. I had a. Uh, Brooke made a nice beef vegetable soup nice. tonight, so uh, which was 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 nice, and uh, my palate was just in the right place. This is a hoppy IPA with full body beer brewed with malty barley wheat, uh, of course, all that stuff. Yes, <laughs> um, uh, Cascade hops nice. uh, from the Pacific PNW. Um, there's a trophy in every glass, but uh, yeah, it's a good beer, man. Um, and it looks like a lot of our friends have drank it. Nice. Uh, do you know Emmanuel Lopez? Sure. Okay. Good, good he, untapped he liked friend it. of ours. Yeah. Uh, he liked it at, at a 475. Um, uh, Dustin Weekly liked yeah. it at a 4. Uh, your buddy Matty K liked it at 425. Nice. Uh, My buddy Brant uh, liked it at a 4. And Devin, he was at a three seven five. So what's your problem, Devin? There's a lot of <laughs> Cascade hops out there, um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is a pretty good. It's very um, there's a lot of flavor in this. It's not like it's not a very like uh, subtle beer. It's very hop forward, just like punch you in the face. You know, just like it's like sitting in a NASCAR race. Uh, if you were to have all the cars drive in your mouth at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good beer. I like it. I think it. we've all been there. Yes. And I set up a little racetrack around my beers for my picks. <laughs> my I picture. like it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not a it's, – it's, it's, you could do a lot worse. Uh, my brother gave me this. Mm. Uh, someone had given it to him, and he was cleaning out his beer fridge. On Christmas, when I went to visit him, he gave me a bunch of stuff to take home. And, uh, yeah, I re- like it a lot. Um, awesome. Yeah, this is one of those ones where I was – it's a – it's a. I was – I was – actually, it's been sitting in my fridge probably since early December. Well, no. Well, yeah, it was a week before Christmas or so oh. uh, when we had our, our Christmas. So it's been sitting there for, you know, a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, like it. Good job, Bear Republic. Nice, nice, nice. Um, that's one of those places I uh, I would see it all the time at the uh, beer store I used to go to in Florida. Um, I don't think I've ever had anything from them though. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I I don't think I've had anything other than this either. So yeah, good on you. All right, all right. As they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anything else going on with you in the beer world? Not really. Um. Other than uh, coming home and drinking heavily, sedating myself, but I am—I mm-hmm. uh, need to start training. I got another one of those races coming up in June, mm-hmm. and I have to get in shape, ah, which means boo. either more running 
and the same amount of beer or less beer. Damn, so I better start running. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't have anything going on beer-wise either. It's a new Tropical Gleason coming out. I haven't had it yet. Well, uh, that pic, pic you sent to me via... Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know how bad I am. And yeah. we've talked about this many, yes. many times. Right. Uh, either on or off off uh, mic about the um, uh, Instagram thing, right? You sent me an Instagram mm-hmm. Gleason with the pineapple above his head. Yes, yes. Was that a particular release? Um, it's coming out at our uh, brewery this week. This weekend. Sweet. Yeah. Are you excited? Have you had a taste of it? Yet? I haven't had it yet. Yeah. I haven't worked since. Uh, I haven't worked there. Excuse me. I haven't worked there since Saturday. So, so um, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to try it because it is the Gleason IPA. Um, if you're in in anywhere uh, where Port Orleans distributes, which would be weird if you didn't let us know that you were listening, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, just in case anyone lives in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, or the Mississippi Gulf Coast, um, and you haven't had Gleason, strong recommend. Really nice. good IPA. And I do, I actually now, what's the weather like by you? Uh, right now, it, it cooled down a little bit. It, okay. We had, it's weird, we haven't, remember that big snowstorm we had a couple, well, I sent the yes, beginning of November. I uh, we haven't had shit here since then, and... And just a ton of rain, and but today it chilled down a little bit. I think we we might be getting some snow this weekend. So. Oh, okay, yeah, I gotta I gotta send a uh, a beer package up to you because I think I told you we have this great stout, um, but there was just down here we're not gonna get a very serious winter. But it's one of those that's like if you if you get winter, it's a good stout to have on hand. Yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> Trying to do that soon. Yeah, I get winter, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I like to have stout on hand as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, send that some some fresh glees, and I'll talk to the guys see when they're canning again. Yeah, and I'll uh, plan accordingly. Uh, yeah, but other than that, really nothing too much on the beer front. I actually haven't been. Um, no Pompano beer or anything like that. <laughs> No, three three Pimento beers, please. Uh, no, I actually haven't had been drinking a lot lately, just because I don't have a lot in the. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot in the house that's not, um, that I'm not aging, uh, and the uh, the thing with that is, since I'm not drinking, I'm not able to. Or I want to save these beers that I'm aging, um, but since I'm not drinking, I don't get the plan in my head. Was like, well, I'll just have one. Hmm. So <laughs> usually it it would it would most likely be a couple of cheap beers, and then it'd be like, you know what? I could go for that right now. Let's let's kick that off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, but uh, the Dean at twelve percent, you know. Might be might be the kick I need to bust open a bourbon stout. 
No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like uh, Steve Martin in the jerk. Yeah. Uh, what's with all this old stuff? Let's get some new wine. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, that movie, underappreciated, I feel like. Could, yeah, couldn't be made now. But, no, uh, most movies couldn't. Which is silly. Yeah. But what, it's but a it's a pendulum. Also, yeah. So, you know, in, in ten years I'll be like, Man, this movie Well it will overcorrect. Yeah. We'll, you know, we'll swing back the other way. Right. We'll yeah. Back, and it's just like overcorrecting back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> just try and, you know, live my best life till then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, um, I don't think we have really anything in particular to talk about. I thought maybe we could have a... Yeah, a little, little free form. Yeah, let's kind of STV versus MAVS yeah. Type, yeah. type episode. Um, I know, like, well, before we get into that, we did mm. have w- at least one movie to get into. Yes. Um, um, I watched... Devin recommended this to us. It's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. I watched Bad Samaritan. I and I started watching it. Just I mean, you, you've been pulling twelve-hour days. So well, to yes. be fair, and yeah, uh, but yeah. So Bad Samaritans from last year, uh, which I I turned that corner quick. I, as soon as the clock strikes midnight, uh, two thousand eighteen is last year. There's no recently. Yeah. It was like that came out last year. That's uh, right. That was last year. Spider Man into the Spider Verse last year. Last year. Saw that last year. We saw it four you hours did. ago. Like literally, yeah. Like the last movie you could see. <laughs> we saw it four hours ago. Yeah, that was last year. Um, but I'm still willing to talk about it because I enjoyed it. Uh, but Bad Samaritan is about a pair of burglars who stumble upon a woman being held captive in a home they intended to rob. Uh, it is directed by Dean Devlin, um, stars David Tennant, who I guess is Dr. Who? What or something. Um, <laughs> doctor, how come that show's still on? Uh, Robert Sheehan, <laughs> Carrie Condon, Carlito Olivero, Jacqueline Byers. I don't know who any of these people are. Oh, FBI agent Olivia Fuller. Played by Tracy Haggins, my favorite character. (laughs) This woman's hunches are phenomenal, and that is not a euphemism. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so Bad Samaritan is a pretty good little setup for um, some like small time crooks. Is they run a valet business, and then uh, you know it's it takes place in modern day. It's 2018, so a lot of people have gps in their car and they have like home pre-programmed so that's what these guys do run uh running scams um when they go to valet the car if they got the uh home button they'll hit that and uh if it's close by they'll go there takes place in portland um yeah there was a nice opening shot, um, and maybe it's different if you live there. Uh, Master Zed, Devin, who uh, recommended it to us, he does live there. Um, so maybe he was able to pick out more of the actual locales. Um, <laughs> but to be honest, outside of the opening shot, I it just looked like 
yeah, a, a, a city, and I, and I don't mean that in, in a bad way. Um, I I just mean for me as someone who's never been there, unfortunately, uh, it doesn't it doesn't uh, register what I'm looking at necessarily. Um, but that opening shot was nice. Love the, the barge on the river. Always always very pretty. What was with the with the uh, like the seagull the the digital seagull kind of flying? <laughs> I don't know. What like why was think, that there? I don't think it ultimately had any significance, anyways. Um, but maybe, maybe they had a little, little bit of money left over, and they're like, "We don't want to come in under budget." What can we do? <laughs> Seagull. Yeah, it's a gull by the sea. Anyways, um, this movie is. I don't know. It's built as a crime thriller, and I was telling you. There were times there were times when I was really enjoying myself watching this movie um but it was mostly and I don't know why um maybe because it's it's there's this downtime between everything um but I found these moments that were really like darkly comedic of just like um the situations that that uh <laughs> they were in were like I never felt the thrill, I guess, or, or dread or, or anxiousness or anything. Like I just, I found some of these situations to be really funny. Um, and the, and I can't tell if it was intentional or not, but there's one specific instance where one of the valets is robbing a house and there's a, a dog and the musical oh, cue. This, yeah. yeah. The musical cue is so, light and comedic and bouncy and i was like is this a like i wasn't sure what i was watching like is this a funny movie or um but the plot is absolutely outrageous um so those i i enjoyed i relished those comedic times um i did have a few good laughs at this and i don't know if it was intentional or not so I'm, you know, I would, I definitely wouldn't call it like a failure on the on the filmmaking, on the crew's part, right? Um, it seems like a really good premise. Like, yeah, it's an interesting premise. Um, it is a good premise. It was just weirdly executed. Like, so they, this one guy comes across a woman who's being held captive in the home, and, um, it it was just kind of like a comedy of errors. Like the police don't believe him. This guy's a good Samaritan, even though he's like, I don't know. It seems like he just came in out of nowhere and probably has a pretty sketchy past. Yeah. Um, Well, that's the the other thing. It's like right from the get go, you're, you're rooting for people who otherwise, otherwise would be despicable. Like, yes. Like it, it, it's definitely manipulating you to like the yeah. bad guys and they're finding, well, and it's in the title, I guess is, is bad Samaritan. Like mm-hmm. not the good Samaritan, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, someone trying to get by, but also like doing some pretty shitty things like to nice families, like going into houses and yeah. Right. Know. Exactly. Yeah. But they, I mean, they set it up pretty pretty well where the one guy is you know he's just a small time crook with no other prospects and then the other guy 
has uh you know all it takes is he he has he's the uh criminal the burglar with a heart of gold i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> just set up that archetype real quick um yeah. but yeah i i found some uh so i i enjoyed myself some some of the time um i don't know i <laughs> I, I just, mean, I, yeah. there's just there's two different movies in here, and both of them, to me, like both are fine, um, but they have a lot of trouble coexisting. There's kind of this comedy of errors with the bad guy across the street. Um, it almost seems like, like. Um, kind of like the dynamic in home alone almost where it's like there's this scary guy um is he bad is he not but in the minds of children all these concoctions of like what what is it the uh the south bend shuffle slayer yeah like this could have easily been that that movie where like he's convinced that this guy's doing bad things but you know he's 11 years old he doesn't understand what's happening um right or there could be this this thriller of this uh you know, serial killer. Uh, what was the guy who had the the modern H. H. Holmes guy? What was that? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, someone who was like burying bodies in the wall. Like, yeah, I don't know. like John uh, or Gacy. John, yeah, John Wayne Gacy. I don't know. I'm not a fucking weirdo. I don't know all my serial killers. You know, you ever met those people who are like weirdly into serial killers? No. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I, look, I fucking angst yeah. in I the like, early two like thousands. Listening and hearing about serial serial killers. Oh, for sure. Them. I mean, there's there's a, a natural fascination with it. I would say, um, but then there are, there are those people who are just like, I guess, celebrate serial killer culture. I don't know. Angst in the early 2000s was weird. It took on some weird forms. Yes. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, not really. I, I appreciate the recommendation. Um, as you and I were talking about earlier uh, on Mavs, I, you were, and rightfully so, giving me some flack for, we talked about Bird Box and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, which... <laughs> clearly uh lets me know that um matt's not listening to the brew and view podcast so um devin i appreciate you recommending movies to us i i didn't really care for this movie but i thoroughly appreciate the recommendation um and it it is nice to know that we're not just yeah i i'm happy to be talking to you but when we're putting it out into into the ether it is nice to know that someone's receiving it so that's right um, well, definitely yeah, not. That's better than me. I didn't even finish watching it. Sorry, guy. Not a. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna get no. a recommendation from me, but like, it's not. Like, you have yeah. two hours and you watch a ton of stuff, and you kind of want to just turn your brain off. Yeah. Dude, perfect. And if you're into David Tennant, yeah, yeah, have at it. Yeah, because I know he's a big Who guy. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm a patriot, so I don't watch that crap. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I, I don't watch it. Um, 
but I'm not here to pass judgment on it. I uh, tried. It's just I did watch. There was a Christmas special that I watched. I know they do a Christmas special every year, but it wasn't too bad. I was watching on BBC America. Um, yeah, way yeah. But a lot of stuff out there. I was actually talking to my mom here <clears throat> like a couple mm-hmm. days ago. She was telling me about this one uh, show called Wanted, I think, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, she said it was really good, you know. Uh, but I was like, there's something like, and I love TV. I do love TV, like good TV. But like, mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now where I need my stuff in little doses. I can't binge anything anymore. Like, I can't, yeah. I don't have the time to do it. Like, I'd like, like, maybe like something like South Park or even like, uh, it's, always sunny where i could just kind of come in and come out right no i'm where i'm I'm with you and i think that's kind of for me a byproduct of this show where um i was thinking about it and sorry i'm i'm totally railroading you off the mic no no you're Um, you're hitting on my points but yeah i i've just gotten um like we we're in the habit of and i'm i would say for every I would say you're like doubling my intake of movies. So like for every movie and a half I watch, you're watching three. Um, and I think I saw a hundred movies last year. Yeah. And when you're, uh, oh, yeah, that's, I was literally counting them before I watched or mm-hmm. we came on. And I watched 149 movies. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, Ooh, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like, um, We've gotten uh, into that. Yeah, people are people are loving our beer choices on Untapped tonight. Oh yeah, classic. Thanks, Brent. Classic us. Um, we've gotten to the point where um, these stuff, like whether conscious or not, the more movies you watch, the more you understand how movies work. Um, mm. And since this is what we spend our time talking about, I think we've grown to look for certain things from the media we consume and tv shows like i i don't know how many times i could echo luke cage was at least three episodes too long yeah it's like you, you yeah it's those those plot points that are drug out forever where like i think i'm getting more and more appreciative of the the more concise storytelling, like yeah. get in, get out. You can you can develop and develop your characters, do all those things right. But if you don't can do that labor in two hours, point. yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. If you have a good storyline, yeah, tell it, but tell it succinct. Yeah, and it it doesn't have to be. And there's uh, absolutely stories that belong on the television medium. I think that's why we were experiencing such a golden age of TV is like we had the stories that demanded that medium. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, but that that being a perfect example of like these are really in-depth things or like really ex- this expansive universe that um something that Martin has created um that's that's worthy that's I've always thought that um something like Watchmen uh as much as oh, I like the movie yeah. it'd be it'd be a great miniseries and here we are now <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I can't wait. Yeah. It's coming out, right? And yeah. Like, I, I hope that I can appreciate it because how much we're like, I'm kind of shitting on uh, TV and like drawn out storylines. Mm-hmm. But I guess I can, you know, everyone's a hypocrite sometimes. It's, oh, it's yeah. It's human nature. But, you know, like I said, consistency, consistency is a hobgoblin with small minds. 
Um, well, the human brain looks for patterns, so yes. whoever said that was an idiot. Um, but like, and you know, I can get into it mm-hmm. there. But like, even like a mo- uh, show like The Walking Dead. I mean, I know you bailed probably season two. Oh or yeah, like I did. You were out. <laughs> I did pretty quick. <laughs> right, but there also I was I had at that point i was still reading a comic i was Mm -hmm. you know 50 50 issues in nice and i was still following the storylines and stuff like that but i think what what happens to and i think british television probably has the best uh doctor who was standing is that they they set themselves up for a two-season run or whatever it is you know whether it's luther or uh that show space where we get introduced to Simon Pegg. Right. Um, that, you know, they go two or three seasons and they're done. They just stop. Whereas like a Grey's Anatomy, you have to keep coming up with story and story yeah, and story. Just, it's and, so and, and you, yeah, you, you manufacture these storylines and it kind of just falls apart and you can see it. You can see it in the writing sometimes in some of the, in, in, in comedies or, you know, sitcoms or, um, you know, I know you like and two of those which I I haven't watched is It's Always Sunny and Rest of Development. Yeah. Um uh well those notwithstanding, I mean, because they are and even like Seinfeld or even like you like Malcolm Middle, for me it's South Park and Simpsons. Also where you a can, fan of those rely on the funny yeah. instead of manufactured storylines. Yeah. Um and those and, are so digestible. Um and like you were talking about like it's easier for you to binge South Park than it is like something like Breaking Bad for example. Yeah. It's hard to sit down and watch that first season. It's a slow, it's very methodical and and plotting and you know, it's uh like 12 hours of television with I don't know, less than five hours of really well, like, uh, yes, there's a lot uh, yes. of payoff ultimately, but there's not a lot happening while you're in that moment. Yes. Forgive my uh, improv uh, uh, sin here, but yes, but <laughs> I think, I think a, uh, a show like Breaking Bad is different because if you I get agree. through that first season and get hooked into the second season, mm-hmm. that's like you can, that's one of those ones where you will fall into the binge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. I mean that movie or that that show is is different too. Be, just because um, Vince Gilligan he had an, an outline and a plan, and he had yeah, a, well, he had a, a, a closure a, point, a final destination. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And then, but the perfect example is something like Grey's Anatomy. That's just as long as they keep bringing in money, they're gonna find a way to keep making that show. Yeah. So or. Uh, in movies, a bad ex or bad example is Final Destination. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they just keep. But um, uh, Netflix recommended Jason X to me because I said I believe it was because of my interest in The Watchmen. Uh, because you <laughs> oh, really? you're interested in The Watchmen, you might enjoy a terrible slasher movie in space. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, I th- I think it's fitting that like the only movie you and I have ever watched together is Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's just. I, think it's I just mean, I, I think it's appropriate that I immediately knew what I was watching too. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I oh man, I will never forget that when I sat down to watch every one of those movies, 
the highs, the lows. Um, yeah, but uh, South Park, Sunny. Um, well, and another one that I just, I mean, I've been watching kind of. I haven't uh, watched every every episode, but Comedians in Cars watching or getting coffee, watching mm-hmm. coffee, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, just staring at it. <laughs> um, I've. I started, I, I, I've been watching it. Like, I started watching it a little bit. And then uh, when Bob Einstein died, he, mm-hmm. I think he was the only um, comedian that had been on twice. And I watched, I went back and watched those two. Um, and that was fun to watch because I'm, I don't know why I'm a fan, fan of him so much. Um, but that. I mean, they're all good, right? I mean, Seinfeld mm-hmm. is good. No, it's offensive now. We'll get to that in, uh, on next week's Mavs. But, yeah, Seinfeld, bad show now. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, give us a teaser. Um, Just... Well, so I, I want to uh, say. Is there an article? There's an article. There's an article. Oh, Fuck there's off. an article. And it's uh, by a pretty hot publication, uh, Bustle. Oh, Bustle. Mm-hmm. Bustle.com. I mean, I, if, if you're planning a trip out of town, Bustle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the bus that really makes you mm-hmm. uh, hurry. <laughs> One of the unfortunate consequences of being a fan of a show that's now almost 30 years old is that it may not feel relevant or relatable when you watch it later. With Seinfeld... That change in enjoyability may be even greater due to the 90s comedy's frequent pushing of boundaries. Ah, these 13 jokes from Seinfeld are super offensive now. Come on. They're not they're, they're not just like uh eh, bad taste. They're super offensive. So so Bustle is actually doing the same thing that Seinfeld's doing. They're pushing boundaries. They're trying to yeah, get Yeah, but they're pushing boundaries in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's reestablish these boundaries. Build a wall. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, <sighs> yeah, I know. What are, the, what are the, some of the things that they Oh, uh, well, they the soup Nazi, um, because Nazis are back and making fun of them as a joke seems a little passe. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. The cigar you... store Indian, another bad example. Oh, like it. it's it's one of those things. Yeah. Like the joke in the cigar store Indian is is about casual racism. Yes. <laughs> like it's it's when he's trying not to say reservation when he talks about getting a table at a restaurant. Like yeah. the joke is that. There's all these words in the American lexicon that just are, uh, you know, whitewashing a, a culture struggle in this country. Um, struggle that that is not their fault. Um, yeah, it's not over. No. Yeah. It's honestly the only reason it's over is because their population's disappearing, and that's super fucked up too. Yeah. 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 Because no one's even. They don't have it. There's no one standing up for. Them yeah, because they're you know their percentages are so dwindled. Right, yeah. and the, and the the you know you're de- dependent on for uh, the the sympathy of the majority because you just don't have the numbers. And right yeah. now, I'm you know, I I mean this is more of a shot to 
to armchair uh, activists, but like right now, like you're not the hot topic. You're yeah. not what's in vogue. You're not. Yeah. It's like one of those things where, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, we'll start, we'll start advocating you when you're on the endangered species and when yeah. it's too late. Yeah. Well, we'll start, we'll start advocating for you and then we'll talk about how we've always deeply cared and we, yeah. could, we could never just sit by despite no. the three decades of just sitting by for well you if you want to see a little bit science of how majors. the actual the american indians are living mm-hmm. uh you and it's not i mean yes also the preferred nomenclature yes uh but uh check out wind river streaming on netflix right now yeah uh, i thought that was, it did a pretty good job of showing uh kind yeah. of the uh the plight and stuff right now of uh American Indians. Yeah. But just, anyways. Yeah, so the marginalization. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Kind of, but. Um, but yeah, so these TV shows like Seinfeld, like Sunny, like South Park, you can sit down and you can be invested and you will sit and enjoy it from start to finish. But that's 22 minutes. That's yeah. like, that's why um, when we eat dinner, we'll, we'll watch Malcolm in the Middle because it's a quick, clean 22 minutes. Yep. Throw Doesn't have to in the sink. sit on the on the on the shoulders of the one before it. Yep. You could pop in on, you know, season pick and five, choose, yeah. Episode six or season two, episode twenty two. Mm-hmm. And um so you can sit, you can watch that, or you can or do season stuff. six, episode nine. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> you can do stuff around it too. Um uh, kind of like what you were saying is like you can put on South Park, you can go do I don't know what do crown molding. What do Finnish carpenters do? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, what do, do Finnish carpenters do in their free time? <laughs> just crown, just crown molding. Yeah, I like this place. Have you ever thought about putting crown molding in? Who is that guy? Dude, it does dress the place up. I'm telling you, it does. When when uh, we don't have crown molding, so I can put it in there for you. <laughs> it's not my Tell place. Your landlord. Tell my landlord who will only let me hang up things once. Yeah. I'll let her know. Um, she's well, awesome. Do you need to just put like um, uh, like screws and nails in and just paint over them to say that was the previous? Oh, that was or, yeah. That was uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. But we got her mail for so long. It's very frustrating. Uh, yeah. What what do I need to put stuff up for? I have my Jurassic Park poster. It's the only right. the only thing in this world that matters to me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I got into that that, and I watched uh, uh, because I watched well, not because I watched Community of Cars, but I did watch uh, Neil Brennan's um, Three Mics mm-hmm. uh, uh, special on um, Comedy Central or not Comedy Central. God, Comedy it's just like on Netflix. Yeah, it's it makes that, sense, it, it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Uh, uh, muscle memory, right? Yeah. Uh, but on Netflix. And uh, so Neil Brennan is a, he was the co-creator of Chappelle show uh, and writer. He was, uh, he's, he's a joke writer for uh, Chappelle and Chris Rock. And he, <laughs> it was funny. He was, I heard an interview with him and he's like, I'm actually doing the, uh, my, uh, or maybe was it in that? Yeah. Or maybe it was in the special. I don't know. But he was like, um, 
my one friend says to me, you're, you're the Benjamin, Benjamin buttons of comedy. Cause you're like, you, you're going backwards. Like, like he, after he did like Chappelle show and writing for Chris Rock and stuff, <laughs> then he started going to open mics and, and doing uh stand up. you know, yeah. cause like the goal is to get a TV show. The right. goal is to get the big specials and all that and stuff. And the people he's worked with are like, you know, the pinnacle of great comedy today. Right. And like, and those guys trust him too. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's earned his, uh, earned that in that circle, but he's trying to make it on his own. And this is a weird, uh, not a weird setup, uh, but this is more of a, uh, it, kind of a one man show type yeah. thing where he, it's three mics. He's doing like, uh, like he, the one mic and it's all, it's different backgrounds and different, um, looks at it, but, and it'll fade to black and then come back on. But the one, the one mic is just punchline or set up punchline, set up punchline. It's just mm-hmm. straight up, uh, <laughs> joke telling. Hell yeah. And then, um, the second one is a stand up routine. And the third one is more of a confessional or a, uh, a one, well, a one man show type of, yeah. uh, cathartic type thing. Um, and it really hit home for me because like Same. he had some, uh, dad issues that stem way back. And I, I've got some of those, mm-hmm. um, and uh yeah it's really poignant and really uh a, a really funny too uh um he and he's not like very really edgy or anything like that but he also no. doesn't pull any punches i think in his, his stand up like he's like uh <laughs> there's you know he 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 defends the cops at some points he's like how do you have that job like uh one minute you're talking to somebody in an <laughs> Any time you have to be ready to run and chase someone, <laughs> and it's pretty good. And then, yeah. and then the next moment he's saying, you know, uh, on every cop car is called, it, you know, it says "serve and protect" in quotation marks, like it's ironic. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, and but whenever he goes into the deep, like cathartic type stuff, it, yeah. Uh, that that's what really spoke to me. But his stand up is pretty tight too. Yeah, his stand's uh, good. I lo- I love a good set up punchline joke. But um, same to me. And I think that that your enjoyment of the um, the performance as a whole kind of is hinged on you finding that that segment um, where he's talking about his mental health issues and being sad and and his issues, family issues. Um, if you're able to appreciate that or are interested in that or relate to that, um, then I think you're going to get a lot more enjoyment out of it. Otherwise you're like a third of the show is not going to be, you're going to be yeah. like, why isn't he telling jokes? Yeah, you missed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, but in what I, I think I was telling you this before, like, uh, before we started talking or before we started recording is that like he had the crowd. Like yeah. in, and maybe it was edited and all that stuff. I know he directed it. Um, you know, in a lot of those stand up specials, you don't realize are like three different sets. Um, right. Yeah. And, you know, they take the best out of all that. And, you know, why not do that? But it seemed like the crowd was with him, even whenever he was going from the, the dark and, yeah. you know, uh, serious to the uh, happy and funny. Yeah. Which is really impressive. And, and tough and that's um one of the things that i like about it too is like as um as a craft 
as entertainment as a craft. Like you're able to talk about this stuff that is uncomfortable, um, unpleasant. People don't want you know. It's it's this thing that it's becoming more popular to talk about. Um, but it's still not like there. Yeah, it's people it's one of those things where people are still being commended for talking about it and if you're being yeah. commended for talking about it it's not normalized yet yeah. um but the craftsmanship as an entertainer to hold on to the crowd through uncomfortable times um there's another example that i think of um called uh i bl- it's by mike berbiglia i think it's my secret public journal um but he tells a story that should uh, that kind of starts to alienate the crowd, but he keeps keeps him in check. Like he hits, there's this really specific moment where he hits him with this one liner um, when he's talking about cheating on his girlfriend. Oh, it's sleepwalk with me, is what it okay. is. Um, when he's talking about cheating on his girlfriend, and it's like he is the bad guy in this story. Like he doesn't, you know, sugarcoat it or anything. He's the one doing something bad and he hits him with this one liner and everyone's just immediately back in the palm of his hand, like listening to this story. And it's like, I I don't know. I think that's impressive and I think it's tough. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why not a lot of people do it. No. Yeah. And in, in what, what, uh, what, is kind of either one way or the other and mostly one way mm. is like the fear of not being able to go out there and tell these stories because w- for fear of uh retribution you know whether yeah. it's let's say you have a bad public moment or like i i'm really interested to see what happens with uh louis ck whenever he makes his comeback right like oh well, he started to try like are and, you and he has right? yeah he has yeah. but i'm gonna see his netflix special afterwards like because yeah. he doesn't mind going into the dark places like and he's you know like he and yeah like he's like whenever it's like if you listen to some of his stand-up it's dark man yeah like, he's a really sad person uh, yeah like and i don't not i mean but you know, no, I the, the know sexual assault sad. accusations notwithstanding, like he's he's a person with some like he's carrying some baggage. Maybe not. Maybe sad's not the right word, but he's got clearly issues. But he he also It'll isn't afraid there. to. He, well, he's not afraid to like examine like your deepest darkest thoughts, right? Yeah. And like he does that, and and you know him going through this. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, you know, obviously not good. No. But, like, uh, I'd like to see him explain it and examine it and, like, get into it. Like, and whether or not, I'm I'm not, it's not for me to, like, oh, I forgive him now. He's okay. Right, yeah. I just want to see what he does. Mm -hmm. Like, because I think that's stupid for, like, this public um, reclamation project Mm -hmm. on anybody whether it's like the me too stuff or if it's racism like michael richards like i don't want to i don't want to apologize yeah the apology tour is obnoxious yeah it's stupid like just tell your story and whether or not we'll believe you or we won't believe you and i don't need to forgive you no you know um well it it it's funny how, and I don't know how the general public would react, but I'm thinking about like Michael Richards now. If he like 
took some time off, didn't do the fucking apology tour. And, you know, Jerry Seinfeld didn't get dragged into it for whatever reason. Like, you know, because yeah. it's very possible like that he never said anything negative or derogatory on set. And actually, he seems like he was probably a horrible person to work with because he like, <laughs> I guess he would get really frustrated with people who broke character. Oh, There's really? a lot of breaking on Seinfeld. <laughs> well, the, well, then he probably he never broke. Yeah. yeah, he never broke. Like, it, I mean, this is, you know, he went uh, on a crazy, not even rant, just shouting the n-word at someone. Um, well, yeah, he's that? a crazy person. <laughs> Me, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wear that. I haven't done it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, fingers crossed I never lose my faculties and do that. I'm very pro-white people using the N-word. The same way I'm very pro-white people with the Confederate flag. I was like, show your colors. Let us know. Yeah. Don't don't hide who you are behind a keyboard. You say it. We're and, all good. And see what happens to you. Because that's the other thing is they, they that the um, these guys are always, I always fucking hear it, fucking Chet Hanks or whatever moniker he goes by, Tom Hanks' son. Go ahead, say it. Yeah, see what happens. Because mm-hmm. just like you think some, well, I mean, I agree. Just like no one has the right to tell you what you can or can't say, you don't get to tell them how to react. And if they react with a fist in your face, I'm gonna laugh at you. Right, because there's one person, and I th- we can I think we can all take a note from Eminem, who mm-hmm. will say anything about anyone, mm-hmm. but at least in his albums has never ever done that yeah and like and he knows he knows better mm-hmm. right yeah yeah like and he doesn't he'll he'll go after the mentally infirmed the physically mm-hmm. infirmed yeah the uh the you know all but everything's on the what, table but it's also a yeah. cheap shot too and well i mean i don't think he takes he takes low shots, but they're not just like simple. It's very intricate. <laughs> Where, yeah. These rhyme schemes. But anyways, yeah. If you want to snitch on yourself, what kind of person you are, you want to go out there and, you know, fly the Confederate flag. And yeah, it's the type of stuff that is not, um, you know, hasn't systematically oppressed me in the past. So I guess take my opinion with a grain of salt on this. Um, Because I'm sure there's people who, I I know there's people, and I don't think they're wrong, that they don't want to be reminded of the horrible things that have happened to their ancestors in this country. Yeah. Um, I think keeping the tradition, telling the stories, that's what I loved about the plantation I went to that was raw and very ugly and very unpleasant, um, but ultimately very uh, informative and and, uh, kept it real for, I don't know, I don't know. I'm ranting a little bit here. Uh, but <clears throat> so like for me to say like, yeah, go ahead, suss yourself out, use the N word. Like I, I understand that it's, that's not a word meant to cut me down. Um, and I'm, I, <laughs> I mean, it's a word used to cut <clears throat> through everything to hurt a person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like these people who are always like, they want the right to say, it. it's like, go ahead and say it, but don't be surprised yeah. when, someone reacts to it unfavorably to say it nicely. Don't be surprised because you, you want the right to say it. You don't, you don't want anyone to tell you what to say. You don't get to tell anyone how to react. 
Yeah. And I understand you should never assault a person, but you know what? This is this is that quote unquote freedom that you were fighting so hard for. Yep. Like, is it that important that you get to say a word? Are you that uncomfortable? Are you that it could come back I on you. I don't know. Um but yeah, those people snitch on yourself all you want. What do you mean those people? You you know what I mean. <laughs> those those people who think that they're being marginalized by I'm just playing <laughs> because someone else wants equality. I know. I know I know you know, but I just uh those people. You you heard me right. <laughs> uh yeah, so kind of a tangent there, but um obviously yeah. I it, uh, I oh it's <laughs> back to my original point shit. Um, Michael Richards he goes out he spews his you know he goes on this nasty just repeating your and n word over and over again. Um, I don't want like the the apology tour is if you believe it that's crazy, especially when people are like he seemed really you know this guy's paid to act right. And that's not just Michael Richards, but so many people like they seemed really sorry. It's like, yes, that person They're also good acting. <laughs> that person also seemed like they were like never going to be able to pick up the pieces again um, for an hour and a half in a movie. Like, it's kind of their job is to to convince you that they're yes that they're, they're this one thing. They're, they 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 yeah they're in the business of manip- manipulating. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it's awesome. I I mean, yeah. not a lot of times it's awesome because I say there's more bad movies made than good. But a lot of times it's it's yeah, bring it on, welcome to it. But yeah, if Michael Richards had like disappeared for a while and comes back and does a set and and uh, <laughs> he says something like yeah, so last year I messed up a little bit and like just <laughs> make light of it and admit yeah. that you're admit that you're an idiot. And if you want to say sorry, yeah, you should. But I, you should, I guess, you know, in in the interest of all us being nice people to one another, I guess someone should try and hear someone out when they're apologizing. Um, yeah. But to just be like, I oh, I don't know what came over me. I just <laughs> this isn't who I am. Like this isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I think the veil was peeled back in that moment. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, this is yeah. This is a conversation that is not for the dean. Twelve percent <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Yeah, we could take. We could. We need to take a little break. Mm-hmm. Sounds I, good. Because it's the conversation. Time. My peen is taken with me. I gotta get yes. To get teeth floating. Brb. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I that fires me up though. Yeah. I think it's just because I'm I'm such an avid consumer of a predominantly black culture and it's just uh that it and as someone you when you love something you like to defend it. Yeah. So yeah. It, Keep it, up. it's just one of those things. Yeah, I just like mm, yeah, you everybody I I you know, everybody wants to be black until you find out what it entails. Mm. As uh, someone smarter and blacker than me once said. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, printer paper is darker than me, so. Yes. (laughs) 
Oh man. But yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. So sorry for the uh, sorry for the rant. Well, no, but like but I mean, we could I do, do that yeah, with yeah. movies too, right? Mm-hmm. You keep up for movies, yeah, for sure. Actors and stuff, for sure. like uh, like Ryan uh, last week on Spin Avoid was like, you know, Tom Hardy was terrible in Venom, terrible, just like not good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so I watched <laughs> Venom and I'm like, Tom Hardy was great in Venom, mm-hmm. fucking amazing. But I don't know if I'm just being such a, a fanboy of him like how good he is and like mm-hmm. he was the only one actually trying the rest of it was formulaic he was actually trying to do something different and you know what i mean like it's just and i know it's not the same thing as you know taking on racism but i love tom hardy's mm-hmm. big lips that's what i that's what <laughs> is anyone else hearing this <laughs> Are you, you know what i mean like it's just like uh also like movies you love you know you mm-hmm. like you're people going after him and stuff and it's just you know uh you're willing to uh y- yeah you're you will you yeah you see and, something and, or you you when you when you appreciate something and when you invest a lot of time into like consuming it or or learning i guess and, yeah yeah i guess yeah. it's not quite like that because no it is you know, I, racism I, is a little bit different than tom yeah Hart, love of tom hardy um yeah, maybe it's a bad analogy. Sorry, guys. Well, I'm sure that, yeah, don't worry. Um, my cohesive string of thought for the past 10 minutes before we took that break, um, I'm sure it says everything anyone needs That's to know. <laughs> but, you know, we can se- separate the art from the others. Mm. So mm-hmm. we can always okay. enjoy Kramer as Kramer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely able to do that. Um, but... It does. It depends on the level of offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some. I mean, just. I mean, we. I mean, we watch movies and mm-hmm. like I love. There's a ton of Miramax movies. I. I still love. I'm not gonna. Right. Hate them. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about this the other day too, and I guess. It's it's on on topic. Um, I understand the the argument of the like separate the art from the artist is it, it can be misconstrued as complicit and and dismissive, um, and even probably in examples is just flat out that um, it just depends on the person who's talking. Usually, I know, probably. but it's all in your but no no, when, no 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 because you you love Chinatown you love Chinatown right yeah yeah so when you no, mm-hmm. like Roman Polanski is a Piece, piece yeah, of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah. Absolutely. And so like, yeah, it you can separate it. You can. You should. It, it, if you can't, I don't like and like I can go back and listen to Bill Cosby's albums and think they're funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I'm also going to think, oh, it's immediately at the same yeah. time he was doing that, he was doing something else. Yeah. But like I think I think it's silly to to uh to not do that. Like well, they could. Mm-hmm. no, no, I understand where you're coming from too, for sure. Um, and yeah, Chinatown is a great example. But I guess what what I'm getting at with the whole like idea of separating art from the artists, like I don't think it's just a universally like across the board, like yeah, of course. Thing. Well, well, we don't we don't but, let them get away with it like right. afterwards just because they, like I'm not gonna <laughs> let Phil Spector out of jail because he yeah he created the wall of sound. You know what I mean? Right. And you know what's the the thing with Roman Polanski specifically that's um, 
a, I guess kind of a good indicator of like how truly depraved and disgusting Hollywood is, is even after he fled the country to, to a place that doesn't have us extradition, he was still received an award from the Academy. Yeah. And that's that's different than like this stuff was happening in, in the background and we didn't, when it came to light and like to continue to, um, to continue to make the argument when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt the crimes that he's committed, uh, that's way different than just someone saying, like, R. Kelly is all over the place right now because of oh, surviving yeah. R. Kelly. And 100%, fuck that guy. Um, but I, it's one of those things where I have an emotional attachment already to I Believe I Can Fly. Like, I, I love that song, especially growing up in the Jordan era and growing up, like, watching Space Jam. Like, that song, I I don't know. It, it's, I can't, like, go yeah, back and change how I feel about because, it. Because, like, it, it, it would be silly to erase their past. If that's what they're being. Because like. it's not the same as allowing them to continue their work. Right. Despite their acts. Yeah, because I don't. Because it's not. I'm never going to listen to I mean, who knows if we'll ever come out with anything. I'm never going to listen to a new R. Kelly album again. Like that, that ship has sailed. Like, dude, that guy is a. Yeah. Wacko. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And like, there's. The, oh, how about like uh, Chance the Rapper coming out and like saying, it was my bad. Yeah, fuck Chance the Rapper. Well, I I give him credit for being like one of those guys. Is like, like he's he Mister Squeaky like, Clean I, I PR fuck. though. Okay, well, I mean, I mean look, not look, everyone. No one else is doing it. No, like no one else is being. Jay Z like, made hey, two albums with him, two I, collaboration albums. Yeah, I I get it, but he was like, yeah, no, I'm saying that, that I'm to to the point you're making. I'm in agreement. Yeah, I, I mean. That that takes a little bit of balls being like, hey, listen, I, this is something that I should have known better, or I was kind of blind to. Yeah. What you know? No, I I I don't disagree. But the only reason that it, it like Chance the Rapper, he has he gains, he has so much to gain from coming out and saying something yeah. like that. Yeah. And that's what like, and I don't know. That's unfair admittedly because i don't know his true intentions and he might really feel that way it's just like man you know what fuck that i should have never fucked with this guy i knew you know like at a certain point we all know that he married a fucking 15 year old um woody yeah. allen another great example of yeah 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 and he yeah but anyways um yeah what are, so, um like what what are the what 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 would I have to do to be taken like that? We take every or that you guys take everything off the sauce lounge, like, mm. like we have to I, move I, beyond three listeners <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, the, maybe we the, could put the first part of this plan into motion. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah, just to get our <laughs> listenership up a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah. I like don't know. a little bit, just a little bit of bestiality. How far is too far? Three just inches. Small, small animals. Big yeah. animals, that's a no-no. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no fatties. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might be enough right there. I was I was being intolerant of fat people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I gotta check out this podcast where they make fun of fat people and talk about beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so so like the the whole art from the artist thing is like I definitely don't want to enjoy their work anymore. Um, it, but it, when I was younger, like I said, and uh, you know, I we're we've both said plenty of times, ignorance is not an excuse. But you know, when you're younger, you don't even have access to a lot of stuff. I didn't know that he was fucking married to Aaliyah. Yeah, I just knew that he was a, a crooner from Chicago, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, he was in this movie with cartoons and Michael Jordan. Oh yeah. hell yeah! Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know why, uh, but that I guess because that's been brought back into the zeitgeist. But the whole like idea of separating the art from the artist, um, I don't. Th- I guess I don't think that it's as cut and dry as it seems. Well, I just don't think we should give them a pass. Like once they like, oh, I agree. Yeah. And but and I like, think that that's maybe where the disconnect is is but saying. But I also don't think I don't believe in book burning either. And right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is that's an example point. of separating art from the artist. Mm-hmm. You know, what? You, you know, um, not not believing in their stands stances or stands, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, uh, like Michael Moore. Yeah. You know, I am not a fan of Michael Moore. Mm-hmm. I think he is a blowhearted kind of. Uh, He's an opportunist for sure. Uh, definitely <laughs> opportunist, and tries to uh, it plays on plays on those who are suffering, right? And just to make a buck at at some point, but also yeah. he's a good documentarian, right? So like where where do I draw should make you like how do I how do I separate it? And yeah. You know, I think it's all personal choice. Like you can say, fuck off, I hate, you know, what you stand for and I'm not gonna watch it. Or you can watch it and say this is a good documentary and I disagree with most of what you say. Mm-hmm. You know. Or but, but well done. Well I yeah. so I'm a uh Ben Shapiro. Pretty much everything yeah. he says, like is I feel is so far like he's just he's, like he, punchable is the, the he, word yes, like punchable. he's just very just punchable. a smug like cunt and that's not even a word I usually use that just seems so fitting for yeah for him and his his smug well, his, just the way he presents himself like yeah. the way he addresses uh, people that disagree with him yeah but I love to watch him argue. Yeah, um, and I'm never going to advocate for the things that he's advocating for. Um, and I seldom agree with him. Uh, and he annoys the shit out of me. But just as someone who, obviously, I spend a lot of time talking and, you know, you and I, me and Matt, sifting through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and occasionally, arguments or the... De- um, Arguments, debates, difference of opinion, they all come up. And and 
as someone who kind of, I guess, enjoys the sport of that, of like debating and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I, I, I'm interested in how he presents. One of my, one of my like, biggest guilty pleasures, like biggest guilty pleasures, is watching um, uh, theologians and mm-hmm. atheists. <laughs> It, I, I love it so yeah. much. I, I just dive into it because like each one is one. Well, I'll, well, I shouldn't, shouldn't poison well on this, but um, each one has what they feel is a just argument. Mm-hmm. And in the way it goes back and forth, it's just such a it, debate is fun to watch sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously Everyone has a point of view, mm-hmm. but it's it is fun. <laughs> like that one right there, that's right up my wheelhouse. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because just... like I dive into like Richard Dawkins and mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Hitchinson stuff. Like, I mean, you know where I lean on on yeah. all that stuff. Um, but it is the right way, is... which is to say to the left in this yeah. particular case. Right. Well, <laughs> as someone my... who. Uh, agrees with Actually, you on that. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and out on a limb and say you're right. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it's it's uh, like you said. It's it is uh, a good, healthy debate. Is actually yeah. good as long as you don't like. As long as you can, debate is is a really good thing, especially yeah. in these times because it's like debate is like healthy discourse. Get, yeah. You get you get both sides of the argument, and you know, you may not change your mind, but at least you hear the other side of the argument. Where most of the time, everyone's um, putting their fingers in their ears. Totally in agreement with you there. Like la 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 la. Yeah, the I, I like if you won't listen, if you are trying to silence someone else to get your point across, you're. I don't think you believe in your point as much as you think, or you don't believe. Yeah in what you're advocating for because you're shutting someone else down. Yeah. And yet, and it's kind of the same thing with um what we were talking about earlier is like I you know um you can I don't know you have to be open to what's going to be following the thing you say. You have to be accountable for your words. And if you're going to say these things right or wrong um I I think the floor should be open up for the other side to voice their opinion. Um, I don't know. You can't put these things out there and not expect people to react with them. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, I know that I, I, I temper a lot of what I say. Well, less less recently, but uh, you know, uh, based on like either you know my mom listening or, or Brooke listening. Sure. You know, like I'm, you know, you can, especially, you know, as much as I was going to say we drink, but as much as I drink, at least on this podcast, um, oh, I have, you know, do some crushing. We, we can get long winded and actually go off on tangents and even on our other podcasts. And, you know, it used to be a lot more uh, contentious. Right. On the other one. Yeah. Until you uh, shut down free speech. Yeah. Just kidding. Free Woodley. Yeah. For... I love it so much when you said that fat fuck. 
But that's the thing is like I don't agree with him in a lot of stuff, and then just ultimately as it come down to it, the more I got to know about this person, don't just don't like him. On top of not agreeing with him, but I, I don't know. Um, it's not steel sharpening steel because it's not necessarily. It's not always two people who are super sharp arguing. Um, yeah. But like, if you're not willing to hear the other person out, then I think that you're. Because uh, mo- a lot of times, what you're advocating for is being heard out, um, and if you're not going to extend the same decency to someone right. else, well, like I, th- I wonder if it's something that our listeners, our three listeners, would uh, agree to listen to. Yeah, would Jim. be us actually like legit disagreeing on something. And I think we did get a little bit into it on the, uh, like, some of the football stuff. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the football thing is the only thing that yeah. I remember. But, like, something like we could find that was just, like, totally, like, at odds against and have a healthy discussion. Football, um, kind of on subject of what we were talking about, football is um, so just littered with selective outrage. Oh um, no! Yeah, it's so stupid because because like uh, people will burn their burn their jerseys because someone kneels, but they have like two or three yeah. uh, domestic abuse people. Yeah, like and instead of calling it domestic abuse, why don't we call it wife beating? Yeah. Like, why did we tame it down? Why do we make it even like calmer? It's so stupid. Well, the alleged uh, def- the the defendant allegedly if you, like like I will never ever be allegedly. Uh, a domestic abuser. Yeah, there's, right. There's like, no how way could that you make that happen. mistake. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Like it, it won't ever stick because like there will never be a chance that someone was like, oh well, maybe no no we didn't like, we don't do things knows. halfway here. Yeah. I mean it's like if if you get charged for it. Yeah. Like I that's one of those like uh, things that I will go hard on because like hard on um hell yeah yeah it's like in in like like oh they're disrespecting the flag while that's actually uh freedom of expression yeah which is in its in a backwards but genuine way a much more much more meaningful gesture than blindly following and standing and i'm I'm not against standing either i just Every time, every time the national anthem plays mm-hmm. on a TV, when I'm watching a football game, hockey game, whatever, Hawks I lost. stand. I'm I'm up out of my seat, standing, and it's not like I'm doing this out of like blind patriotism or anything like mm-hmm. that. I just want to, I like, I realize where the argument is mm-hmm. because, and and maybe it's more of those like. Yeah, fuck you kind of arguments, but like I watch I people I know and watch games with like whenever we're watching on TV the national anthem playing, their hats on, they're sitting down. Mhm. Uh, that's me. And so what's what's the difference? Like no, you know, I, I no, I agree. Well, well, I would say the difference is one is a meaningful gesture, the other is it, it just well, someone yeah. sitting around. Well, just be if one's if you a meaningful gesture, and, the other's someone kneeling. Well, here's the thing: just kidding. 
if you're sitting with your hat on during national anthem, isn't that disrespectful? Arguably, yes. Absolutely, it is in their argument. In their yeah, and that's why you shouldn't be so concrete with things. And I know yes, that exactly. I get some flack from a good friend of mine who someone I love to debate back and forth with, and you know, big shocker. At the end of the day, we align with a lot of stuff. He's just even further left leaning than me. Um, <laughs> but um, fuck. Oh yeah. So sorry, I keep losing my point. So he, uh, one of the things that he'll always give me flack for is like, oh, br- bravely playing devil's advocate as a joke, of course, because um, yeah, know, apparently devil's advocate is is frowned uh, frowned upon from looking at something from multiple angles is only yeah. frowned upon if it doesn't fit your. Well, he, that's the thing is like seeing things oh. from other people's perspective is is important and like listen, I do bad things i'm not the authority on anything like and i i think i'm coming off on that or coming off as that right now i'm like i think um, what we're both getting at is we're we're anti-authority yeah yeah exactly we don't want like no one has the moral authority over someone else as much as i hate zach de la rocha fuck you you can't do it or fuck you i won't do what you tell me do you really hate him um i, I think know. he's a grandstander I'm sure he is. I don't honestly know much about Tom, him Tom outside Morello. of. I love Tom Morello. I I don't know much about Zach Taylorga outside of Rage Against the Machine. Uh, he's just a very. I mean, he's very politically yeah. political, and but also, and and maybe this is more of a. Uh, like I know that he was, he like he, his family. He was a, he came from like a like this huge like this rich family and stuff. Like he's, and. Maybe that's uh, that's me putting my own bias against him, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a rich family and then being like, oh, look at the injustices. But like most of his songs aren't that good. The music's good. The lyrics are terrible. Uh, I'll have to go back and listen. It's been a long time. Trust me. It's a lot of. I trust you, but there's some riffs I want to hear. Just to check oh, the out. riffs are great. Tom, that's why I love Tom. <laughs> no, I agree. That, the, I I love Rage Against the Machine, but now I, I just kind of want to revisit it, think it through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I think that um, this there's um, the, my buddy that I spar with sometimes who's and I love it too because he's a very smart guy. So you know, it, it, he challenges me, and it's it's good to be challenged. I, that's how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, the whole idea of like, well, you're you know, you're playing devil's advocate because you have nothing to lose. I'm like, I don't know, I'm playing devil's advocate to look at things from all Different, sides. Yeah. I don't, I think almost everything is not black and white. I think it's shades of gray. Yeah, yeah, and, and mostly is. And I think and the best is. thing to do is talk through it with and that's people where you we care about, with Next people you disagree with. And topic is is uh 50 shades gray we're going to be exploring the whole trilogy yeah we've sat down um we're doing regular theatrical we're doing director's cut we're doing commentary we're doing the un the uh the un unrated version Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh yeah 50 shades of gray (laughs) Um, i'm looking forward to it it's I do 
I, and it, it's, I, 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 I love uh, being able to talk with you because there's not a whole lot of people in my life that I am able to, I feel like we kind of hit on a lot of the same things. Yeah. Um, and, and I, it, it does feel, I, I'm afraid that it feels like an echo chamber, echo chamber. Yeah. But, no, um, I, I, I see. Yeah. And that's, uh, and, you know, of course, we, <laughs> instead of movies, we dive into yeah. this. And I'd actually, you know what? We, I may have been a little bit starved for this because as much as we've been podcasting lately and, uh, between the show and <clears throat> my other show, mm-hmm. show, um, uh, you know, it's more of, you know, just making each other laugh and, and, yeah. and on this, it's, you know, trying to make you laugh and, and, <laughs> uh, and talk about movies, but, uh, yeah, it's, it is fun or not fun. At least get, get your point of view out. Cause like, yeah. And, and I think probably a lot of people do this and maybe people in blogs do this or, you know, if you're doing going on the comment section or whatever, you know, people are, want their voices heard and, yeah, you know, um, and maybe this is my, my, uh, my version of that, but, um, you know, when, when you guys don't send topics in, this is what happens. But, um, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know why, um, as much as I (laughs) look, I, uh, feel like fly off the handles not right but like very reactionary like when someone says something that i disagree with or frustrates me like it really like frustrates me to the fucking bone marrow um and then i usually calm down and i'm like well who cares it's it's not a big oh, deal um but yeah. but i as someone who gets so frustrated with people um i do still want them to be able to express their opinion and I do want to hear all angles and I don't want to just hear and and I understand what you're talking about with the echo chambers because you and I are pretty in line with everything um but Except I I Sandra think the Bullock. Sandra Bullock um Dunkirk I liked it you loved it that was a rough one <laughs> yeah <laughs> you guys remember that one yeah bullet dodged uh Anyways, <laughs> um, as much as I get so frustrated, I do want people, I do think it's kind of goes back to like snitching on yourself and sussing yourself out. It's like, if you think someone is stupid and their opinion is stupid, let them, let them talk. Cause eventually they're going to tell you exactly who they are. Yeah. And if you try and shut them down, then you're just going to alienate people who probably want them to. I don't know. Shut up too, but aren't going to tell them because they're not an authoritarian. Authoritarian. Yeah. I don't know. Authoritarian. But yeah, uh, you know, it's hard because the two people I talk a lot with are you and Matt, and it it could be an echo chamber. But I'm not going to stick my ears, my fingers in my ears, and say la 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 when someone I disagree with is talking. Because I yeah. think just let them talk. They're going to expose themselves for who they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know who my son is, and I 
my son. He's like is bears. A, he is who we <laughs> thought they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just like Dennis Green. <sighs> what a great um, rant. <laughs> Speaking of people you disagree with. <laughs> um, my son is a ball hunter. Mm-hmm. He hates my balls. He's hit my Pounded. son in seven years has hit more of my balls than anyone ever mm. in the history of hitting balls. <laughs> like <laughs> we were throwing the football back and forth tonight, and within <laughs> I, it was probably a forty-five minute like little hey, let's throw the ball around a little bit. He crushed my nuts so many times. There was a oh, point in time uh, earlier this year. I came home from work and I was like, it was a hard day work. I came home and like, he comes running through the hallway and he's like, daddy. And once goes to jump up on top of me with a knee extended. Yeah. And right. And drop me like a, like a bag of dirt. <laughs> my son hates my balls. Hates them. <laughs> Hate that kid. Why does he have such beef? With my, with my, with my beats, beats and beef. Ah, man, that's funny. <laughs> Dude, like I'm serious. Like he's hit me so, like so many times, like achy, achy hurt. Right. Yeah. Like you. You know, like it's not like the like slam. It's just like the. <laughs> yeah, the one where you're like, ah, uh, the one where you think, oh, that wasn't so. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I gotta get him puked. <laughs> That is the worst. The worst is when you you have that experience over and over again. You're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Oh my god! And then <laughs> and then you kind of are conditioned. You're like, oh, it's okay. You, you have and then those all like of a sudden you feel your heartbeat. Yeah, you have those like two seconds <laughs> where you're like, legs. here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I got brow sweats. <laughs> yeah, it's like it doesn't hurt yet, but I know. It's like Pavlov's dog. Here, here, here Pavlov. It comes. It's like Pavlov's here it dong. Assume the position. Yeah. <sighs> Man. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Before we rant any further, we don't have to stop, but uh, we should probably throw out some assignment. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um. All right. I want you mm-hmm. to watch the little hours, and I will be watching it with you because that Man. looks funny. There's a bunch of funny. A- Funny people in yes. this movie. Uh, it's about a what a convent of nuns. Yeah, nuns who are attracted to the new gardener. Nice. I like it. Pretty I like fun. it. I like it. Yeah. Um. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I was telling you beforehand. I had a friend who was like, "Yeah, you should watch it because I don't know what to make of it." Okay. Well, I'm in. Uh, and right. well, and that's another thing on. We we don't do a whole lot of comedy on this podcast. No, that's true. Like I I feel like, well, at least I feel like I haven't watched too m- enough enough comedy mm-hmm. on the podcast. That's on me. No, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, we're we're just too busy doling it out. Well, you're gonna make up of it now. Yes. What are you gonna sign me? All right, a prayer before dawn on Amazon Prime. Oh, that sounds yeah like a romp. Pro- probably don't even know what it's about. You're so shocked. I know. 
<laughs> it's here. Let me look it up kid, real quick. <laughs> a, a kid gets put in a Thai prison. <laughs> a, a regular life riot. Yeah. Oh, good. True story. Mm, That's how you know it's funny. Yes. Um, uh, But for you guys, if you don't want to watch those, and uh, I do have a movie that is a good movie, and it's Mm -hmm. not a laugh riot, for sure. Uh, There's hardly a laugh in it, uh, but a decent little movie about PTSD and what our veterans are going through a little bit, and a good character study of... uh, 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 a father and a daughter. It's called Leave No Trace. I talked about it a little bit a couple months ago and is now streaming on Amazon. Uh, ben Foster kills it, mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, the actress, what's her name? Uh, Tr- Tris something Mackenzie Tom Tr- Tromserin or something like that. She's really good. She she kills it in this movie. So Leave No Trace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got, uh, we talk about Snatch a lot, um, and mm. then we're also, we? we're also pretty big movie guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, I saw this one before, um, I saw Snatch. Uh, they're both Guy Ritchie movies. One's a little more British than the other, and this is the one that's a little more British. Um, but an enjoyable movie, and, uh, definitely it has the earmarks of, uh, Guy Ritchie as a director, and uh, it it's a fun little movie. Um, it's a style that gets a little bit. Um, he polishes it up for Snatch, um, but they're pretty uh, they're pretty similar. Um, and I think Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrel on Netflix. Yeah, a little less. It's safe. one of those movies where you need to turn the subtitles on to get a better experience. Yeah, with. yeah. because yeah. it. It, there's there's some hard like uh, not like uh, hard R's. Well, yeah, it's it's some of the stuff is hard to to uh, comprehend. Mm-hmm. It's easier. No, to, absolutely. It's it's funny though when you watch Snatch and you watch you put the subtitles on there and as soon as uh, Brad Pitt's character starts talking, it just has <laughs> question marks. Ah. I don't fucking know. But, yeah. So, enjoy those. Hopefully, uh, we didn't turn you guys off too much this week. Yes. Um, but, yeah, we didn't have a whole lot to... Uh, we we both are busy peeps, just mm-hmm. like you guys mm-hmm. are. And <clears throat> instead of uh, oh. foregoing an episode... We figured we'd sit down and talk a little bit, and I actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I I know I get uh, long-winded. Well, th- here's the thing. Uh, people may or may not know that, I mean, we're a thousand miles apart, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, when we get together, we usually talk for a little bit, but then we have to, like, rent ourselves in because one of us has to get up at least early in the morning. It's usually you. And one of us is tired and it's usually me. Both of us now. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we, we go, we start talking and sometimes, I don't know. I think it's fun. Yeah. Maybe like hearing it, maybe not let us know. Yeah. Um, I, the, (laughs) 
The thing that I get frustrated with this, and it's myself, and it's obviously hindsight right now, but the thing I get frustrated with is um, when things I'm not as good at articulating things off the cuff. I don't think any of us are, but mm. it's like I have a point to make and I'll talk until I get around it. And mm. sometimes I feel stupid afterwards, but never enough oh. to not put it out. Uh, but yeah. well, when you're drinking 12%, I yeah. mean, it's hard not to second guess yourself. Yeah. That's but I think true. You, you did a, a fine job. Today. But yeah. Um, fine. to shift it back to movies real quick, I have been reading a book about slash. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Um, I'm reading a movie. I'm reading a book called going to pieces. Um, the rise and fall of the slasher film. I didn't um, get the title though. Like, I don't understand the title. I uh, I don't know. I guess it's about the rise and fall of slasher films. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Going to pieces. I I don't know. Rip to shreds. I don't, I I don't know. Um, maybe it'll come up in the uh, in the book. But anyways, uh, so it's about specifically about slasher films from uh, 1978 to 1986, and. I was telling you what are the what are the bookends of that? Um, like what what are the Halloween? You think are the- uh, he he says Halloween is the original and like what truly is the beginning of the slasher film. Um, and then I don't know what the end is yet. Um, but yeah. So it covers that eight-year span from seventy-eight mm-hmm. to eighty-six, and uh, I just I want I want to know what they like. That I'm is. curious. Yeah, I assume it's a sequel. What would be the? But oh oh oh. But yeah, what well, do they? Sense. Yeah, I don't know what they they consider the end of the true slasher. Um, but it will find out. But anyways, it's by um Adam Rockoff, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. I was telling you, and if you listen to Mavs. I've been spending way too much time playing Nintendo. Uh, as much as I love it, I do sometimes feel like a piece of shit for just sitting around um, and beating up characters from video game or from other video games in a video game. It's just uh, it's like Inception. Um, yeah. So I was I was sitting down to watch a movie, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this book," and uh, I <laughs> I could have watched two more movies this week easily um but i've just been into this book as soon as i picked it up uh, and if you're a fan of the genre movies and if you've been listening to the show you know exactly what i'm talking about and you should know exactly if you are or aren't um, well does it get deep like into the uh it's like, yeah so the so i said the halloween it, hmm, sorry go ahead no i just like what like what does it explore like which mm-hmm. like does it explore uh specific movies or so um the I said I just got to where they start talking about Halloween mm-hmm. or, or I read the chapter on Halloween and it's considered it's that 76 to 86 or 78 to 86 that they're talking about starts with Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um that was the third chapter. Uh so so the first chapter is about um the first chapter is a lot of him talking about he sat down to write this book. People are interested, like, oh, you're writing a book about movies. 
and how they react to that. Then, oh, you're writing a book about horror movies, how they react to that. And then, oh, you're writing a movie specifically about <laughs> slasher movies and how they react to that and how it just the appreciation for what he's doing just devolves and devolves and devolves until it's like, oh, slap, ew, gross. Right. Those violent movies. Um, so uh, the the beginning is to pretty much establish the normalcy around, or the normal um, opinion around slasher movies is that they're gross, scary movies, the, the hockey mask guy. Yeah. Um, and then the second chapter is all about um, the. There's actually a pretty lengthy history about going back to like I, Rome and and um, 19th century Paris, uh, talking about like human fascination with violent acts and the depiction of violent acts and and these um, theaters that would show gore. Um, and so they go from these like amphitheaters to modern movies or not even modern movies to, um, the Italian movies of the sixties and early seventies. Uh, the guy who did Suspiria, um, Dario Argento, like what those guys were doing, um, and how psycho and chainsaw massacre and, uh, how those movies were so influential in, slasher movies um and just kind of this uh timeline of human fascination with violence uh Mm. and then uh this timeline of uh, specific types of violence on screen leading up to the night he came home right so i wonder like i guess um like with the slasher movies Mm -hmm. like the um with the how I mean, pretty much everyone's inconsistent how consensus about how uh, the '80s were kind of like a downtime for movies as far as just kind of not really good yeah. filmmaking then, and how you know boobs and gore mm-hmm. were able to, but also there were some people in there, whether it's John Carpenter. or uh, uh, Wes Craven or, mm-hmm. you know, a couple other guys who were able, able to make their movies because they were willing to do the boobs and gore, mm-hmm. but also have a story to tell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, obviously John Carpenter is a focus, but yeah, yeah, there's absolutely these, I, I think horror movies are great. And I think there's like more than one good Friday the 13th movie. <laughs> I've seen them all. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, on the subject of John Carpenter, obviously Halloween, um, but you and I have talked about before uh, about the John Carpenter's movie um, when, when your name appears above the title. So um, the actual significance of John Carpenter's Halloween is he had to fight to get final cut. And um, he it was like something that... Um, I think some negative thing that had happened to him in film school. And so it was uh, like, he uses this as a bargaining chip to make sure that he has to put his name on it. He has final cut, uh, um, with the editing process. Mm. And, uh, so it's not, 
<laughs> I mean, I guess maybe it is a little egomaniacal because it's a control thing, um, but it's not necessarily like selling him as a brand. It was like a bargaining chip he used to get yeah. to be able to edit the movie the way that he wanted to. Yeah. So that was interesting. And sometimes to his detriment. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I bet goes to Mars. He wishes his name wasn't up there. Yeah. Yeah. And vampires. <laughs> Oh yeah, vampires. They they did mention how huge of a disappointment vampires was. Um, interesting. But yeah, it's interesting, and uh, I think I kind of want. I, I think that'd be a fun thing. One, it'd be good for me to, because again, if you heard the recent maps, spending a shitload of time playing video games, which is like all of a sudden new territory for me again, because it's not really what I've been doing for the past ten years. No. But. Uh, yeah, there's there's been a couple on my list. I know there there's the one that you mentioned, Talking Pictures. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's a couple of movie centric books that I've been wanting to read. So this has been a nice. Hopefully, this is uh, <coughs> you know New Year, New Me type thing. Like this is the yeah. time time to adopt that. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be bad. I I love movies about movies. I love books about movies, and mm-hmm. I love movies. I love about books movies. that are turned. I love movies that are from books. Mm-hmm. I love books like that Jaws are from and Jurassic movies. Park adaptations. Yeah. Fanfic. Fanfic. Hell yeah! Fifty Shades of Grey, baby. Yeah. Ah, it's all we're back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all right. hopefully you guys will be back next week. Yeah. I got a yeah. letter from the government the other day. I'm looking for that.